Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 13 of A View to a Kakaranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Ninja Sentai Kakaranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing today, bud? Good, man. Pretty chilled out. Feeling pretty relaxed. Nice, I'm trying nice. sort of like a, a personal like time management experiment and it's working out really well. Oh, yeah? Is this one of the stars, or is this just something you're going to throw at me? No, this is just, uh, I'm just not playing video games. I'm like, I'm on a video game uh, fast, s- maybe like semi-indefinitely, I don't know. Huh. But, uh, yeah, no, it's real weird. Like, it's very strange, but I'm just, uh, I just have a bunch of stuff to do, and so it's like, you know what, I'm just not going to play video games. And so now... Uh, it just frees up my free time because <laughs> it's like, well, uh, I'm just standing here and I'm literally not doing anything else and I know I'm not playing video games. So I'll just, I guess I'll just go do the thing I have to do. It's decreasing my stress level a lot. Actually, I'm pretty into it. I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's working out well so far. Um, well, that is cool. You will have to update us on that later on, potentially. In our officially award-winning opening segment, Dave, which we'll get to in just a moment. Uh, Dave, today we are watching episode 13 of Ninja Sentai Kaka Ranger. It is called Fight Off the Bad Luck. But before we get into that, Dave, the aforementioned two years running award-winning opening segment, Dave, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. And would you like to know what our first star of the day is? Matt, what is the first star of the day? Dave, our first star of the day is that I feel like we're finally a real podcast. Mm. Um, because we've been doing this for, what, two and... Two and change? Two years and change? Yeah, something like not that? not quite two and a half, but, you know, we're, we're floating around there. But I, I now feel like we are finally a real podcast uh, because we have finally gotten some, uh, some fan art of the show. Yes! You sent me that. That was so cool, man. It is very cool. It was uh, Joe Hunter, who is an all-around cool dude, um, the artist of Radical Guardians, Skater X, among other things. Um, but yeah, he just like oh, tweeted it at I, us. I did not know that that was... No, that's super cool, man. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that guy. That that was that, that, was that guy. Yeah, absolutely. So Joe, thank you very much. Um, we favorited it on Twitter. I'm bad at Twitter, so I don't know how to like show it to people again unless you look at my faves but um he is at joe underscore hunter uh and he draws all sorts of good stuff so check that dude out and check that picture out it's very cool it has me wearing my uh my signature gloves and listen any any time that someone draws a picture of me in my signature gloves you know i'm into it i get man dude like i don't know if i could explain to you how big of a kick i get out of the fact that you legit have signature gloves. Like, are you a Victorian dandy? Like, what is going... You have signature gloves. Dude, I have signature gloves featured in multiple pictures. Who even does, has... I mean, you do. You have that. Uh, I just... No, Listen, I get it's a, taken a lot of, work. of it. It's taken a lot of dedication. Um, 
And I, I'm listen. I'm more than a little proud of the fact that I have managed to cultivate a look that includes signature gloves. <laughs> and is it stupid? Of course, it's stupid. Like it's not actually a thing that one should be proud of that you wear stupid gloves enough that people recognize them. Um, but I do kind of love it. Although on a rare occasion, it does make me feel like I am accidentally like doing like the game. Ooh, well, it's a fine line to walk, Matt. It's a fine line to walk. And to be honest, I think that razor's edge, it exists in your head. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there is a mental line for you personally that only exists in your head. And you can go up to that line. You can go up to that line, and it's fine. You can toe that line. I'm just saying. But you cannot go over it. If like the gloves are cool, Dave. If you ever see me wearing a fuzzy uh, top hat, just just stop. Just I'm gonna stop tackle me. you. Yeah. I will tackle you. I'm gonna dive tackle you. I'm gonna tear off that stupid hat, and I'll thank you for it. Yeah, maybe not in the moment. Maybe not in the moment, but you will thank me eventually. So no, that's super cool. <laughs> thank you uh, so much, Joe. Like, what a neat thing for someone to have done for us. Yeah, it was really lovely. Really made my night. Uh, so, Dave. Um, our second star of the week, I'm also going to talk about this one because it's one of my stars and I want to tell you about it. Are, are you prepared yeah, for no, that? No, go for okay. it. I'm listening. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, here. Second star of the week, Dave, is I, unlike you, have started a new video game. Ooh. Well, okay. Well, tell me all about game. it. Listen, the, the, there are two types of video games that we like talking about on this show. Um, we like talking about the Bethesda games and we like talking about games from a few years ago. And this is both of those things. Uh, I, mm. uh, are you finally playing Oblivion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. The faces are very strange and the lockpicking mechanism is bad. But very that, strange. Uh, and the leveling is terrible. Oh my gosh. The it's leveling bizarre. It was bad. You're going to have to keep like a notebook. It's not good. Uh, no, I picked up Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, nice! Yeah, I saw that there was like free play days or something on on gold, but I didn't I didn't get it because I'm not I'm not playing video games right now. And right. I was playing a ton of Hitman, which oh my gosh, continued to be super great. But tell me about Elder Scrolls Online because okay, I so, love Elder Scrolls. Okay, so but I don't like playing games with other people. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, typically, neither do I. But a good friend of mine just moved down to Austin. And, oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey. my old roommate. Um, yeah, and it, it used to be that he and I and another like friend of ours, uh, we would have like a weekly thing where it wouldn't happen every week, but we would try to hang out on Friday nights. That was sort of like yeah, our that's... hangout night. Right. But now that he's down in Austin, of course, we can't hang out with him on Friday night. So we've been trying to figure out ways to like keep in touch with him. Um, and Elder Scrolls Online was on sale. And we thought, well, we've all got Xboxes. Let's just buy this game. And then we can do that together. And it won't be like hanging out, but it's, you know. Well, it's a thing still. And you get the headset and you're good to go, you know. Yeah. Although we, <laughs> we do not have headsets yet. Um, and so last night we were just on like a like a Google chat. <laughs> Group Skype. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was suboptimal. But we're, we're getting it figured out. But dude, I was a little dragging my feet on this game because I don't like World of Warcraft. And every MMO that I've ever seen or played has basically just been World of Warcraft with a different skin. Yes. Yeah, I'm not right. Uh, but this is not Yeah, that. you got to go gather like 12 snow moose, right? Like, as it turns out, Elder Scrolls Online is actually an Elder Scrolls game. Like, it looks oh. like it. You know, like, you are running really? around. It's like first person. 
Um, you're crafting things. You're doing blacksmithing. You're gathering butterfly wings to like make potions. Like you're doing all the Elder Scrolls stuff, and I love that stuff. Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds really cool. I, well, I have a, heard uh, that they're still. Wizard. Are they continuing? Sorry, are they continuing to develop Elder Scrolls Online? Because my understanding was is that their sort of overall production schedule had gotten slowed down a lot because they were like because Elder Scrolls Online was kind of like taking up so much space for them that like the next sort of games would be d- delayed. Is that? You know, I'm not sure. I know that for a while they were making DLC because the version of the game that I bought came with, like, four DLC packs because I got, like, the, like, basically, like, the game of the year, like, gold version. I don't think oh, it was ever yeah. a game yeah, yeah, of the yeah. year, but you know what I mean? Like, the version that comes with right, the like, DLC. The special version with all the, ju- yes, right. So I got that. Uh, we all got that. Um, and so there's a lot of game for us to play, but I don't know if they're still making new bits for it. My guess would be probably not at this point. Um, but hey, man, who knows? I mean, I would be into it, I guess. It seems like I would be into it. I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, no. Uh, so how is it like, what's the, I mean, it's just basically Elder Scrolls, but there's other people running around? Are there NPCs? Like, what's the, yeah, you know I what mean, I mean? I mean, it's, it, it's like, imagine playing an Elder Scrolls game. You start in a prison, you escape. Perfect. Uh, you get to a town. There are people in that town that say, like, hey, I have a mission for you to go on. You go on that mission, and you have to, like, go into a cavern where, like, there's a ghost that's possessing people, and there are traps that you need to get by and, like, turn a lever that's not very well labeled, exactly like in an Elder Scrolls game. Perfect. Um, and no, then, yeah, that sounds super fun. Wait, so what are you playing? Just real quickly. Oh, I don't, like, we don't need to get into details, but uh, are I, you a wood elf, I assume, right? Um, I was going to do my standard wood elf archer, but um, to sort of since I'm playing with other people and we needed to balance out the party, uh, mm. I am actually playing a my second favorite thing, which is a magic user, and I'm doing destruction and summoning, and it's Good great. stuff. That's super cool. Just throwing fireballs, summoning like little monsters to fight for me. It's it's all I ever wanted. I'm a mohawk. I'm an elf with a mohawk and a beard, summoning monsters and throwing fireballs. My life is pretty good in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, what is our third star of the week? So, third star of the week, Matt. It's kind of a brief one, but the design for Alpha Five came out. We we have like our full sort of like concept picks of Alpha Five from the upcoming Power Rangers movie. It's a little, uh... I don't know if I like it or not. It's very strange. It is, and I think... Yes. I think I figured out what I don't like about it. It looks a little too organic, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of this stuff in this movie has this weird sort of like organic, but not like earth organic look to it. Yeah, he's like a weird. He looks like Marvin, Marvin the android from the not from the movie of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Sort of like a long armed, kind of like pot bellied monkey robot. Maybe it's very I don't know. And then his eyes are like coming out of the side of his head on stalks. It's a little I don't know, man. It's a little much for me. I don't know if I'm real into it. Maybe it'll look cooler in motion. I okay. I I, I kind of love it. Like it's definitely weird, right? 
You can love it, man. We don't have to have the same opinion. Like he's this little like he's this little like big arm, like long armed, pot bellied, like cute saucer headed, dopey looking robot with like <laughs> giant bug eyes. Uh, like, he, really, oh yeah, that's, that's he is. That, that's kind of what I want out of Alpha. I want him to have his. I want his head to be saucer shaped. I want him to look kind of dopey looking, and that's basically what we got. I was, and the thing that I really like is I was really concerned that they were going to make him look like hashtag cool. cool. Uh, Well, I would rather have him look like kind of weird and a little bit lame than cool, if that makes sense. Exactly. Alpha Alpha 5 should not look cool. Like, listen, I love Alpha. I'm not saying that Alpha is in any way bad, but Alpha is not cool. And so I'm glad that they're like leaning into him just looking sort of like dopey. Like, everything in this movie looks weird so far. And we've talked about that a few times. Like, the Mastodon Zord has, like, eight legs for no reason. And I do not yeah, know what's going on. Yeah, I am, I am waiting to see kind of, like, how that plays out. Because it is very strange. But, you know, whatevs. Anyway, that's all we got on it. Like, there's one picture, and we've seen it, and you've probably also seen it. So it's not like we're blowing your mind with any new, like, revelations of stuff. Um, but we, we just thought we'd mention it because it's out there in the world now and that's sort of our brand. Not exactly. It's it's our brand adjacent. Dave, <laughs> what's our fourth star of the week? So for the star of the week, Matt, this is just like a neat thing and it reminded me of a good piece of life advice. So I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I've hung this pancetta, which is like an unsmoked Italian style bacon yes. and I'm doing it for Christmas presents. It's going to be very cool. Very and I don't mind saying it because I don't think anybody to whom I'm giving it, it listens to this program. So whatever. But uh, at the farmer's market, which I've also mentioned before, there are these two women that do charcuterie. They sell like cured meats of various sorts, right? Those are some of my favorite meats. Yeah. And their workspace, as it happens, is in a restaurant that is like literally a block away from my house. So I was talking, yeah. So I was talking to Melissa and I was just like, hey, I know this is a little bit weird, but I've got this pancetta and... I like I don't have like a slicer or anything or like a way to package it. If I paid you, could I just like give you this pancetta and you could like slice it and cryovac for me, cryovac it for me in like the you know like the vacuum sealed pouches? Yeah. And yeah. she was like, she's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, don't even worry about it. You don't have to pay us. Like, you guys buy from us all the time. Like, we'll just do it for you. And I was just like, man, that's super cool of you guys. But like, obviously, so it's still curing. So I went back today, and uh, her partner Melissa was there. And I was like, hey, I had talked to Penny about this thing. I've got this pancetta. Could you, like, I, you know, like I wanted to ask again, right? Because, like, I just mentioned it been passing. Like, we hadn't set it up. Yeah. And I kind of explained the whole thing to her. And she's like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, we'll just do it. And I was just like, Melissa said you guys didn't have to pay, like, that you didn't want me to pay you. But I just wanted to offer again, like, I really don't mind. I know you're kind of, like, going out of the way to do this thing for me. And she's like, dude, don't even worry about it. She's like, how about this? Why don't you just like let us have some of the pancetta? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. You can that just have some. That like a good deal. Right. So uh, I'm just going to go and like give it to them. And they're going to do this thing for me and give it back. So which is a very nice, like a cool thing that this person is doing for me. That is a very cool but, thing. But here's the piece of life advice that it reminded me of. Dude, get, have a guy. Like have a guy, like for, oh, your, for the things oh, in your gosh. life. Like, for the things in your life for which you need, like, service or, like, other people to do things for you, like, get a guy. Like, for your car, mm -hmm. like, you should, like, get to know your mechanic, bring that dude a case of beer, like, when you bring your car in, 
like do it. It's so worth it. Like get a guy, like get a barber, get a mechanic. Okay, just, just like I, I know that we've been telling you for what get two a bartender years now, two years now to up your game. And listen, we're getting near the end of the year, and Lord knows if we're going to continue to remind you to up your game in the upcoming year. We may change it out. Who knows? We live in an uncertain world. Uh, but if I can give you like a final piece of advice on upping your game, like getting a guy. Because the thing about getting a guy is if you don't, like if you lack the capacity to up your game at a particular angle, like, listen, for Thanksgiving, I needed to go buy some wine for Thanksgiving because I don't cook very well. And so I bring wine for Thanksgiving and that's what I do. Um, And so what I did is I went to the gas station because there's a gas station near me that is run by a dude who does not want to own a gas station. He wants to own a wine shop. And so he bought a gas station that has a liquor license or, you know, like a, you know, a license to sell bottles of wine. And he basically operates a gas station as an excuse to own an attached wine shop. Yes, it's, it's a really good, like, Matt is not joking. I have been to this place, just in case you didn't trust Matt, but you would trust me for some reason. Right. It's just double verification. This is 100% true. Um, and so I go in, and the guy was working. Like, he was stocking the shelves with all of his, like, very fancy wines. And I was like, hey, wine guy, like, help me out here. I need to get th- uh, wine for Thanksgiving. And he was like, oh, well, what are you having for dinner? And, like, here are four different bottles of wine that would go very well with whatever that menu is. And it was awesome. So just like dudes, find guys. It did, listen, this is a this is a non-gender specific guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a this is a guy, right? Um, but find find the person who can help you with that thing and hold on, hold on so just, tight, just never let hold go. So tight, yeah. Just never let go. And also, listen, this guy doesn't have to be a professional, and you can also be a guy. You can be someone's guy, and if you have that capacity, you should do it. Like, I'm people's, because I'm an English teacher, I'm people's grammar guy. I have friends that send me stuff and just say, hey, will you edit this for me? And I say, yeah, sure. Of course I'll edit that for you. I also, I found this out, Matt, mm-hmm. for some people, am, uh, I am their scotch guy. Oh, nice. Like, yeah, I've had a couple people be like, hey, what about X or Y or Z? And I'm like, well, let's talk. And like, listen, I am by no means like a super expert, but like, I like scotch. But yeah, like, just get a guy. Get a guy. It's so good. It's going to make your life so much better. And listen, it may be a little bit more expensive to start. I'm not saying it won't be. But that investment is going to pay dividends. Oh, sure. Promise. Promise. So, Dave, what then is our fifth and final star of the week? So, Matt, I, I okay, I didn't tell you what this was because I just wanted to get your, like, raw... Your raw reaction for this? Okay, okay. This is a this is a rare secret star. Let get ready to me. feel. Get ready to feel like slightly bummed out. Oh, great! Thank you, Dave. No, Thank no, no. That's gift. a that's a wrong way to say that. Just you're gonna feel some emotions. You're gonna feel a certain kind of way. So yesterday, I didn't go to it because I don't like chaperoning dances. But there was a dance at the high school. Guess. Guess what the theme... Don't guess. The theme of this dance, Matt... Get ready, everybody out there who listens, who is about our age. The theme of this dance, Matt, was throwback to the 90s. Oh, boy. Oh. Yep. Dave. Yep. Your teenage years, Matt, your teenage years are now uh, another teenager's, like, vintage, 
like retro dance theme. Dave. That's a real thing. Dave, why did you do this to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I one of the kids who nice was afternoon. One of the kids I don't deserve this. One of the kids who was helping to, like run the dance was in one of my classes and I knew cuz he was dressed up in like a teal and magenta like windbreaker with like a white t-shirt and like and like acid wash jeans. Sure, so I was like you sure. I was like Tyler you have to be helping with the dance and he said yeah. And I said what is the like what's the cuz really what I want to know is what's the play the playlist for this dance. Oh, like that's what gosh, I need to yes. know about this dance. Yes, that is a that is absolutely what we need to know about this dance. Yeah. So here was just I don't remember all of them. He mentioned a few cuz like he was on his way to another class. Uh so Ja Rule. Sure. Yep, Ja Rule was on there. Tupac. Of course. Of course. Yeah, Ja Rule, Tupac, uh, Soul Asylum. <laughs> Nirvana. Nirvana. I'm, I'm not and sure how insane. great Nirvana is for like a dance, but sure. Dude, this is a weird... Listen, I'm not like I'm not like a Nirvana guy. Like I know, you know, like some people are super into Nirvana. I was never super into Nirvana. But... Like, you know the sort of, like, weird smiley face that's, like, Nirvana's logo? Yeah. Insofar as they have one? Like, that is... Like, kids just have that on a t-shirt. They just have t-shirts that just say Nirvana. Like, kids that I I just... I guarantee have literally never even heard. Like, they might not even know that Nirvana is a band. That's not a joke. It's just, like, a, a fashion thing now. To be fair, throw back to our high school days and remember people with, like bumper stickers of like grateful dead bears oh yeah no like it's everything the exact same thing wow i know i know nirvana is their grateful dead we are as we are as far from 1996 as 1996 was from 1976 you realize that oh yeah dude oh yes so what was there? Uh, they have some. Was Backstreet back going on in here? I well, I don't know specifically, but I feel like it almost had to have been back. Almost certainly, it, it had left. <laughs> Listen, it was a '90s throwback party. Backstreet had gone away for a while. We know that to be true. And then, but at now, this party Backstreet is it back. Was... <laughs> All right. So yeah. So if you are in your uh, early to mid thirties or up to your forties, that's a thing. You can enjoy that. The teenagers are now using your childhood as a theme party. Good for us. Uh, We've truly arrived as adults. Now I feel really bad about like elementary school sock hops. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Dave. We should have. So that uh, heaven brought us down. Now let's bring ourselves back up by watching episode 13 of Gaku Ranger. It's called Fight Off the Bad Luck, and we will be right back. Okay, welcome back. So we've just finished watching episode 13. Um, I loved it. Loved it. Good episode. Very good. Good, good stuff. I'm really hoping... Like, So Dr. Yugumi is in this one as well? Yes. And I'm just like... I am... Yeah, the evil man scientist from last week. I'm just... I'm so hoping that like he is like a guy or something. I just like... <laughs> I'm drowning, dude. I need some structure to this show. You know, even if, like, I just need there to be like an overarching plot. Yeah. Even if he does not turn out to be the guy, if he is at least like 
the forerunner of the guy. Like, now that we've seen a dude a few times, we'll figure out who he works for. Like, if we get a structure yeah. like that, I'm going to be very happy. Just, like, just something. Like, give me any, <laughs> like, something to hold on to as I, like, float in this crazy sea of, like, ninja magic. I just need And listen, if you're going to be something, floating in a crazy man. sea, that's a good one to be in. I'm not, listen, you're not wrong. I just, like... <laughs> <laughs> I want there to be something. Okay, so um, speaking of, Dave, let's dive on in to this crazy sea of ninja magic. Okay, uh, so before, this... Before we start the actual episode proper, did you do you watch the opening or do you skip the opening? I basically, like, if I watch it sometimes, unless I get, like, distracted by something else on the internet and I feel like I need to, like, make up some time and then I'll skip the intro because I feel like I've already seen it. Okay, well, if you didn't happen to see it this week, it's been slightly... I didn't. Okay, it's been slightly updated to include footage of the uh, General Beast fighters. Oh, okay. Which is fun. Like, there's the new robots and the new robots are in the intro. I like it. I just, man, I can't wait for those robots to combine into something. I don't know. I assume they're going to. I don't know that that's true, actually. But I want it. I want it to be true. Like, I want there to be, like, a sleeker version of Muteki Shogun or, like, a different, I don't know. I want, like, a ninja Zord Listen, I, is what I want. I just always want more Zords. Yeah, just forever. Just give me more of those giant robots. If, if there's one so, thing that we have learned from you, Dave, particularly throughout the course of this podcast, is that you are always here for the giant robots. Always here for those giant robots. So the episode starts, and it's nighttime, it's an empty street, and we just hear someone saying coin 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 like they just they keep saying the word coin over and over again it's very strange and then a slot machine robot shows up i love the design of this slot machine robot i'm like i'm okay on it the head is weird well the head is weird it looks a little like because it's not just a slot machine robot it's also got like lights and other stuff on it as though it is also showing like like stuff from a like other things from like a city where a casino would be. They're like buildings on top of his head. I think. Yeah, with like neon lights and so it's like a Vegas bot is what it is. It's yes, Vegas bot. It's a it's a Vegas bot. I like it very much. So Vegas bot is running around and he says something like "No money, no life," and then he says "No misfortune, no life," which is a weird thing to say. Well, we will we will see why Vegas this is bot. A, you know, it's not a regular robot. This is, in fact, an evil robot. Yeah, so Sasuke shows up, and he's he's just like, it's great because he seems, like, bewildered. He's like, what are you, what are you doing? Are you just, you're throwing coins at houses? Oh, because What's the, up? the dude is throwing coins at houses. Um, But Sasuke shows up, and it is as though he was just out on patrol, because he's in his, like, regular ninja clothes not his like superhero ninja clothes yes i'm actually super into that i really like the idea that the rangers just sort of like patrol the city as like <laughs> like ninjas they're just chilling out like let's just go be ninjas and i also really like the idea that they are regular because he's not sorry he's not hengate he is not in his like yeah, yeah, yeah. like i said sentai form yeah, yeah yeah sorry i wasn't sure if you mentioned so, I just, I love the idea that they wander around the city as ninjas, just like, just peeping, yeah, just, just seeing what's just, up, just make, see what's going on. sure everything's cool on patrol. So he runs into this dude, and at first, he's like, listen, uh, you are disturbing these people who are trying to sleep. 
just go home. Yeah, just leave. And like, I, I feel like it's super reasonable of him. He's like, this guy's not attacking anybody. And like, sure, he's a yokai, but like, that doesn't necessarily mean he's out for destruction. Maybe he's well, just like being weird. Like, let's just send him home and hope that this whole thing blows over. Well, this is a thing, and I think it's good for us to remember that yokai are not, like, all the ones in the show, obviously, are bad guys because they're fighting the rangers. But, like, yokai is not, like, they're not monsters, necessarily. Yokai is just, like, that sort of, like, a generalized term for, like, some sort of, like, weird mythical entity. Right. So, it's just, like, maybe there's other yokai, and those yokai are, like, super chill, and... The rangers don't care. She's like, all right, maybe this is a chill yokai. It's like, dude, you're very, you're drunk. You've had enough. Like, go home, sleep it off. Like, we'll just forget this ever happened. Right. We don't have to get into ninja shenanigans. Yeah. So the monster says, he says, no, I am like, what's life without misfortune? I am a misfortune deliverer. Like, that's my thing. I'm a bad luck, bad luck robot. So then we get, we get a, a truly delightful sequence of events now. So he runs over and he grabs Sasuke by the neck and starts to attack him, right? Like he's trying to choke him out. All yes. of a sudden, he realizes that he's just holding Sasuke's clothing and Sasuke is no longer there. Then He is super confused. Yeah, like it is as is. though 13 weeks in, this guy does not know that the main group of dudes who has been fighting the yokai are ninja. Yeah, he's, he's like... Wait, what? And then I think Sasuke kind of jumps out of nowhere and just kicks him in the back of the head. Right. At this point, he has, like, while off camera, super hanged into, like, Ninja Red. Okay. Here's what I am going to choose to believe is that he was hanged already and that the Sasuke <laughs> that we saw was, like, a crazy, like, ninja illusion. And he was just, like, waiting to see how stuff, stuff like, happened. And then he's just like, oh, okay, that guy's a bad guy. Kick to the head. I will accept that. Uh, so, so the dudes. When I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, no, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. So the the guy says, "Okay, well, can you now withstand my coin attack?" And he starts just throwing all of these coins uh, at Sasuke, and Sasuke doesn't move. He pulls out his sword and he knocks them all out of the sky, as though yeah, it's great, yeah, it's amazing. So he's just like waving his sword around, knocking these coins, and then he just explodes. And we see Dr. Yagumi up on like a balcony with a bazooka. Dude, it's amazing. There is a. And he just yeah. says, Kanadama, like now go, like spread misfortune everywhere. So we flip. <laughs> so first of all, Dr. Yagumi just like chilling with the bazooka. Amazing. Here's what we find out. We flip over to the narrator, and it turns out that this dude's name is Kanadama. And originally, he was a lucky yokai. And he lived in, like, wealthy people's houses and brought them good fortune. But now, with the passage of time, he has reversed, and he is an unlucky yokai. And that is his, like, that's the thing now. Right. And what's great about it is that, like, there is no real explanation as to why this particular yokai has gone bad. The narrator's just like, dude, it's been a while and people change and that's how this thing happened. Yeah, so he... <laughs> that's sorry. That's the deal. Oh, also, so, Dr. Yagami says we worked very hard on those coins, which leads me to believe that like Dr. Yagami has in, like done another like evil invention that is the misfortune coin that is being thrown around in this episode. So are we looking at like a power broker situation here? Uh, we might be looking at a power broker situation. Like. 
Yeah. So next day, Sasuke up at a tree. I maybe the idea is that like he got exploded and like landed in this tree and has just been sleeping it off. That is what I was led to assume. <laughs> like he is no longer. What's great is that okay when Sasuke first showed up yesterday, he was wearing his ninja clothing. And then when he got blown up with a bazooka, which reminder, Sasuke just got blown up with a bazooka and it was amazing. Um, when that happened, he was super hangade into his Kaki Ranger red, like super outfit. When he wakes up in the tree in the morning, he's just wearing his civvies. So what this means is that like Sasuke was not only doing his regular layering of wearing five shirts at once. He was wearing five shirts at once and then also wearing his ninja clothes on top of that. Well, that's just always how, yeah, like when they change, you know, like their other stuff disappears, I guess. And then they're, anyways, so he's up in a tree and he kind of wakes up and he just sort of like shakes his head as he's like, oh, how did I end up here again? <laughs> but that's it. Like there's no further explanation. Like maybe it's just to give us like a brief glimpse of in-story continuity. They're like, oh yeah, did you want to know what happened to Sasuke? He was in a tree. For a couple of hours. Right. Which I got, because the scene just ends there. Like, that's it. There's nothing further to that scene. It's just like, guys, this is the one moment. This is the thing that you felt like we needed to have. Like, we just, we got to have closure on what happens to Sasuke after he gets blown up with this bazooka. Well, like, of all, of all of the things, of all of the things <laughs> in all of the seasons of Super Sentai, where there's, like, bizarre unanswered questions this is the moment where the writers like really dug in like, and were like, to know what happened. They gotta know what happened to Sasuke. Now, of course, because we just go from there to a restaurant. Well, just to a cafe. Well, okay. When when Sasuke wakes up in the tree, he is on that street where the restaurant is. Like he looks down from his perch in the tree and sees the restaurant opening. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a little bit more sense then. So what it is is it's like a bakery, and there is like a husband and a wife and a kid. And they are putting, like, baked goods into a display case. Uh, and this family is the best family. Yeah. It's a super happy dad and, like, a happy mom and a happy kid. And the mom is, like, it's, like, it's got to be, like, 8 in the morning. And mom is just getting nuts on pastries. Well, dude, they're bakers. They've been up since, like, 3 a.m. Yeah, okay. Good point. Good point. And so she's, like, oh, my gosh, this is so delicious. She's, like, I really got to watch it. I'm going to get, I think she says I'm going to get fat again or something. And dad, who is like, he's a husky boy. He says, he's like, it's cool. I love you and you're beautiful no matter what shape you are. So this is a great body, body positive imagery from Baker dad. Yeah, dude. And he says, Baker plus, dad it just goes to show, uh, just goes to show that my stuff is delicious. So great job. Yeah. Uh, Baker family is I love the like I really like this episode. A big reason why I love this episode is that Baker family is best family. Yeah, they're just they're super nice. So then <laughs> the coin glows. So they've they've got a coin on their house and it's like hidden somewhere, you don't know where it is. But we flash over the coin, the coin glows, and then Baker Dad just sits up very straight and he says, I'm tired. I'm suddenly fed up with my life and then just falls over and goes to sleep and does not wake like up. Just behind the counter, he is just on the ground. And <laughs> so Sasuke runs in and like mom and mom and kid are kind of freaking out. Oh, we do find I'll just tell you we find out later that the kid's name is Hiroshi, so I'll just call him Hiroshi. Though they don't tell us his name. And we never get the name for mom or dad. So just Baker Mom and Hiroshi. So 
mom and Hiroshi are like kind of freaking out, which is appropriate. Sure, understandable. And Sasuke runs in and he's like, hey, have you seen a coin? And mom just says like, what? Like, what are you talking about? My husband just passed out. I'm like, we're busy, obviously. And Sasuke's like, no, 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 I get that. But like, this is being caused by a yokai. If we can find the coin, I can save your husband. And she just looks at him like he's insane. She's like, what? What? What do you, it's being caused by a yokai? Which I like, I love her reaction because it seems very reasonable. Because it would be like, if you, if somebody passed out and, and like a complete stranger just ran in and it was just like, have you seen a bag of fairy dust around here? And you say, what? Ex- right. No, I'm sorry. We're having like a low grade crisis here. This dude just passed out. We're not sure what's happening. And he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's being caused by fairies. And if I find a fairy dust, like everything will be fine. And she just looks at him. Like he's insane, uh, <laughs> right? And I like to—it's great. I like to think because obviously, okay, this is week thirteen of like the yokai rampage in this city. She should know this by now. Except again, she's a baker. She keeps very strange hours, and usually these fights all happen like around the same time of day. So I'm just choosing to believe that she has slept through thirteen weeks of yokai attacks. <laughs> <laughs> so as Sasuke is trying to convince like, this I'm just woman busy. of like an insane sounding but actually completely reasonable thing, in runs a dude wearing a golden robe. Uh, and this guy claims to be a yokai exorcist. Yeah, so, uh, he is got like. Yeah, there's just no other way to say it. He's just wearing like a giant, like super ostentatious golden robe. And he says, I am going to solve all of your problems. You are under attack by a yokai. I'm a yokai exorcist. I'm going to deal with this for you. Obviously, this dude is Kanagama. Like, very oh, clearly. 100%. And, like, I just... Okay, I really keep hoping that we're going to get an episode where there's a dude who shows up, or a lady, or whoever, but, like, a person shows up who is, like, all in caps, like, very obviously the yokai, and then it turns out they aren't. Like, I just really want, like, just one time, I want it to not be super clear that this is obviously the monster in human form. Right. This is not that episode. It's it's obviously that dude. Right. And so the mom now, being faced with two guys who are both like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's totally yokai. Like, she feels like she might be going insane. It's like, you ju- like, both of you need to leave right now. Stop trying to take advantage of people who are experiencing misfortunes. Like, I do not need to deal with this. I've got right. something going on right now. So Kanagama, as the yokai exorcist, his, his, his nom de exorcism is Master Daikichi. And so as he's standing there, like a whole bunch of people run in and they're like, Master Daikichi, Master Daikichi, you've got to, like, you got to help us. Yeah. Like, we're not sure, like, you have to help. My fiance left me, like, my pet ran away, blah, 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 blah. So we flash from there over to the dude whose fiance left him. Master Daikichi does, like, a little ceremony i guess the coin like the hidden coin we flash over to that it disappears and then literally immediately like she was standing in the hallway this dude's fiance like runs back in and she says i'm so sorry i left there's nobody i'd rather marry than you uh you are amazing please let's get married and what's great is in this moment the music of the episode swells as though this is not a weird offshoot scene this is like the climax of a 
different show that is about these two people. <laughs> right. Like we've crossed over with a K drama and all of a sudden. But anyways, it's so beautiful. the guy turns to Master <laughs> Daichi and he says, Oh my gosh, Master Daikichi, thank you so much. Here's I thirty thousand, right? Thirty thousand yen. yen. He says, Here's thirty thousand yen. Like, that was amazing. Like, thank you so much. Master Daikichi flips out. Like slaps this dude in the face and says, like, how dare with the money. Yeah, like slaps him in the face with the money. Like, how dare you only give me thirty thousand yen? I just brought your fiance back to you. Like, don't you realize what you owe me? You have to have more money around here somewhere. It just starts like tearing the place apart, like taking his clothes off of him. Right. <laughs> so uh so we go from there and then we get a similar situation basically with this lady's pet. Lizard? Uh, yeah, it's totally a pet iguana, uh, which was yeah, a fun so little he does... reveal because pre- before that, she'd just been saying my pet, and I kept expecting like a cat or a dog to show up, and then she just runs over and picks up this iguana and starts cradling it, and it's great. Uh, yeah, also that iguana does not seem happy in that situation. No, like not, It not definitely seems like it's trying to get away. So, and then she offers Master Daikichi 100,000 yen, to which he has like the exact same response. Right. He like flips out and is like he starts like pulling drawers out of her house, like looking for more money, kind of trying to shake her down. So as this has been happening in both of these scenes, Hiroshi has been following him around. But the thing is, he's wa- he's been watching as um, uh, the Exorcist has been solving the problems, but he keeps leaving before like the heel turn. Like he doesn't see the guy go crazy and start demanding more money. And so all he has seen is like, oh, there is this guy. He can help us. So the kid runs into the bakery and goes to his mom and says like, hey, mom, like this guy has been super helpful. Maybe we should get him to help. Also, the cocky rangers are hanging out in this bakery for reasons, convenience reasons, basically. Yeah, because the rangers just like nobody ever questions. their Like this is just a thing about Super Sentai. Sorry, if you don't watch the show, all rangers and all Sentai shows are just places like, places that strangers should not be, and nobody, like, just nobody ever questions Yeah, they it. insert themselves like, into, like, touching family moments, and it's just okay that they're standing in the background. Yeah, like, they're in hospital rooms, they're in, like, the backs of offices, <laughs> like, just, they should not be those places, and they are. So they're there, kid and mom are talking, Master Daikichi walks in, he's like, listen, this place is still cursed, like, I will help you. And the mom just, the Baker mom rules. She shuts this shakedown artist down. She's like, no, things have been hard before. It was like, this. it's a difficult life running your own bakery. We will get through this ourselves. And the ranger's like, we'll help you run the bakery. And then so Daikichi just sort of like, like leaves in a huff, like he's upset about whatever's happening. He doesn't dig it because he's obviously a monster. Right. So then we go into a montage. And the montage is four of the five Kaka Rangers are, like, going through this house trying to find the coin. Like, Jiraiya's up in the attic, Sasuke's down in the basement. Like, they're all just sort of running around. Because if they can find the coin and get rid of it, then, like, that is the source of the misfortune. Right. Like, everything is cool. Uh, Seikai so... is in the kitchen. <laughs> like, I think he's supposed to be helping to look for the coin, but he is so enamored with the presence of food that instead he decides to help in the kitchen. Oh, see, I thought he was like the one person who was going to try and help in the kitchen. So he's doing, he's doing one thing. He's trying to do whipped cream, which first of all, uh, he's like, Seikai, uh, yeah, sorry, Seikai. Seikai is uh, not 
practicing like proper food preparation sanitary oh, procedure because no. he's like whipping the cream and like licking the thing and he's just like oh it's so delicious also he's trying to do whipped cream by hand which which first of all is insane nobody does that because it's like it's really difficult like it takes a lot it takes a lot of like whipping power to like actually whip cream like nobody does that by hand if you can possibly help yeah, he's it he's a strong ninja boy he's got so many like hand and knife like strength skills he's good i mean listen you know Matt, you're I, not like I, you're no, not wrong you're, it is an insane no, you're 100%, thing to do you're right i just i literally i was so distracted by the <laughs> idea that a human being would like try to whip cream by hand like I just I I blanked on the fact that he's like a ninja with superpowers. I was like, that's crazy. Nobody does that. Now the baker mom should notice. Like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, well, he's not doing a good job. That's definitely true. Oh yeah, that is some so, soupy whipped cream. So we see Kanadama, and he's kind of like off to the side, like not off the side. He's outside, and he like he has like, he can turn one of his hands into a magnet or something. Yes. We never see it like transform. He just like, he brings his hand onto camera and then it's a magnet and he, he does something and that we see the coin and the coin glows and then like the coin itself doesn't explode. Just like everything in the bakery explodes. Yeah. It is as though like just kind of magnet, like out of nowhere as though Gambit had gotten in there and just kind of like gotten nuts (laughs) and then everything exploded. Yeah. It is as though this magnet, when he uses it, it's not actually drawing anything to it. It like it amplifies the power of the bad luck of the coin. Yeah, that works. Yeah, that makes sense. So it like it explodes. In particular the kitchen. Like where they are doing the baking is just wrecked. There's like flour and sugar and like dough everywhere. Yeah, And Kanadama walks back in in his exorcist form and he says like, well, like now are you going to let us help? And the mom at this point is like, I think she's in tears, but it's like strong woman tears, you know? Yeah. Oh man. Baker mom. She's so good. Baker mom is so good. And she just like very like calmly explains like, listen, when we were first starting this bakery, it was hard. It was very hard. And the hardships that we had to endure then were like... The stuff that has been happening today is nothing compared to what we have already done to build this place for ourselves. And we will not let you walk in and take advantage of us. We can do this ourselves. And it's so then and the, the man, and then Hiroshi oh, like runs over and he hugs his mom and he says, like, Mom, it doesn't matter. She's like, I'm gonna work so hard. Like, I will work for dad and we will save the bakery. And the like the rangers and then we we pan up and we see the rangers are in like a semicircle around them and they're all like just trying to hold back tears. It's so good. <laughs> like they're so moved by this moment. It's great. So and then Daikichi like says something else, and then like the rangers sort of turn on him and literally like pick him up and throw him out. So Again, like, Rangers, Rangers, you should, like, this guy is just very obviously a yokai. Like, Okay, let's let's try to think of this a different way, Dave. What if there are, in the world of Kaki Ranger, like, we think, we obviously know that this guy is the yokai because he's, you know, he's wearing an ostentatious garb and he is acting evilly, right? Yeah. What if in the world of Kaki Ranger, people with, like, 
face paint and bad attitudes are just everywhere. And like one out of every 30 of them turns out to be a yokai. And like we just don't see those other ones because like we only get one episode of this show a week. But if we got a daily episode of Kaku Ranger, like the Friday episode would be them fighting a yokai. And Monday through Thursday would just be them like hunting people with bad face paint and like trying to get them arrested. <laughs> Just radioing back. No, just no. This dude's just a jerk that makes questionable fashion decisions. Yep. He's fine. That that is what so, I am choosing to believe. Okay, so here we find. So next scene, we find out here is what the Rangers are going to do. They're like committed to still helping, and they remember. This is amazing. They remember that they actually own a food truck. Yeah, it's so. Perfect. Right. So what we see is that mom and Hiroshi are just running the bakery out of Nakamaru. And like the Rangers are kind of like, there's like a big crowd and the Rangers are like handing out cake. Seikai is sneaking cake. Like he's off to the side, like I think behind Nakamaru, just eating the product. Oh, of course he is. Uh, yeah. Violating, I think the eighth rule. Is that right? Biggie's eighth rule? Seventh rule? I forget which number rule it is. So oh, is he's get- he is. He's getting high on his own cake supply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sorry. That was, yeah, that was what I was going with that. So, <laughs> so they have successfully outsmarted Kanagama. Things are going well. Right, and it, Kanagama, and again, obviously, it, it makes perfect furious. sense because the misfortune isn't on the family. The misfortune is specifically on the house. So, since they're making the food elsewhere, everything is going great. Right. So, yeah, everything is totally cool. We see Kanagama like. In the background, I think he's like hiding behind some bushes or something. He obviously he's like, this will not do. I am just just so dedicated to destroying this family. So he manages, like he throws a coin and he manages to get it on Nekumaru. So now Nekumaru is subject to the bad luck. And he does the I he does the magnet hand, right? Right? Yes. So, yeah. So he does the magnet hand. And Nekumaru starts, like, freaking out and, like, throwing cake at people. Yeah, we just get, like, this camera shot of, like, an angle where you can't see exactly how it's happening. But there's just, like, cake and cake bits being thrown out of the food truck window into the crowd. Yeah. As they're, like, shrieking and running away. So when that so after this happens, Kanagama like kind of comes out and the Rangers are like, oh, okay. Now we sort of like understand what's going on here. So they henge and they start like they they circle around Kanagama and they just like blanket beat this dude. Yeah, like they all get the ninja knuckles out and are just like standing in a circle punching this dude in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They blanket oh, sorry, blanket beat Matt is a term from LARP. And blanket beat is when like there's only one NPC and you've got like five or six players and they just literally circle around and and just beat on the on the NPC because like you just can't defend yourself from five people at once. Oh yeah, that is one hundred percent what is happening here. So <laughs> they're just like punching this dude in a circle, and they something important happens is that Sasuke just like jacks Kanagama in the back of the head and. Somehow this Vegas bot gets like like a goose egg, like a raised like welt on the back of his head. But it's actually kind of like oh, I think they, they just do like it is great. Yeah, they like put a hole in the back of the costume 
and then they put like a balloon underneath it and they just inflate the balloon and so you get this like big red like pulsing it's this sounds a lot this is not nearly as gross as it sounds when i'm saying it but it's just like this big throbbing bump yeah it's it's a joke so it's really cool so he runs away and then they go they back to they go back to the bakery and the rangers and mom and hiroshi are like trying to figure out like well geez man like the necromara thing was going to work out but now that's not working out like and the like, mom's literally, got, yeah. what are we going to do? The mom's got a calculator out, and she's like, okay, so we need to buy new ingredients now, because that all got ruined, and also, like, they're for some reason obliged to reimburse all of the customers from the food truck, um, and she's just, like, doing some math on this calculator and trying to figure out where the money is going to come from. Hiroshi is like, oh... I am just going to go work very, very hard and earn all of that money. And he just runs out of the house. And what's... Like, nobody follows Hiroshi. Yeah. Like, it looks like, like they take a step after like, him okay, just to be Hiroshi, like... like, good plan. You go make all of that money. We'll be here. Yeah. So, But again, Daikichi, Hiroshi is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I do just love that nobody... Like, they take a step after him as though they're going to stop him. And then they just sort of... Don't. <laughs> um, they're they're so, very busy. So Daikichi shows up again and he says, listen, last chance. And sh- they're like, no, like, dude, get it. We're not paying you. Like, this is just stop. So he turns into Kanadama. Dave. And Dave. Matt. There is something that you have forgotten. Okay. Um, which is that when he walks in, he's wearing a giant golden sash on his head. Oh yeah, sorry. Yes, he so definitely he walks does. In do wearing that. this giant golden sash, and, and s- Sasuke <laughs> looks at it, is like, "Well, I that's new." I forget about this. Hold on for a second, and he grabs the sash and yanks it off of uh, the exorcist's head. And he sees on the back of his head a giant red goose egg, and he's like. Oh, of course. He finally puts it all together. It's like, you're Kanadama. I punched you in the back of the head, and now you have this, like, sore spot in the back of your head. Now we're going to beat you up very badly. Yes. So then he turns into Kanadama, and the mom just freaks out. Like, she jumps behind... She jumps behind Saizo, I think, and is, like, just screaming... And I just, I, I loved it because it's just like nobody else I feel like has appropriate reactions to people turning into literal monsters except Bakery Mom, who's just like, what is happening? Right. Well, also because this whole episode, she's been saying like, no, no, no. Like, this is just something we have to work very hard on. This isn't a yokai that's been doing this. Like, we're, I don't believe this exorcist or these guys, frankly. Like, we just need to do Bakery better to make more money. So now when she's actually faced with the fact like, oh, this really is a monster and it's in your office, like she responds like radically. <laughs> so so what kind of gamma did he says, now I'm going to cast supreme misfortune on you. So he just throws coins like everywhere. And then he pulls out his magnet hand and all the coins start glowing. And then we get we we see over to dad and dad is in the bed and he just he sits up and lies back down and sits up and lies back down. But they speed it up like three or four times. So it looks like he's in The Exorcist. I think I've never seen The Exorcist because that movie looks horrifying. Uh, yeah, it looks real creepy. Uh, but yes, I 
my guess was that this was like an exorcism like riff because the dude is an exorcist oh oh, yeah wow i can't believe i didn't put that together but yes that is probably the case so they're trying to figure out like what is happening and it's i think it's sasuke who realizes he says oh and then sorry kanadama disappears like he ghosts out they're like well this is obviously bad but like what's the supreme misfortune because like sitting up and lying back down isn't that bad and sasuke says some pretty good abs workout right he says oh no he's like the ultimate misfortune for a um, parent is that their child would die Hiroshi must be in danger like that's the danger like right. that's what's going on and we it, flash over sorry go oh no I was just gonna say like this is the moment in the episode where it kind of twists for me because the whole episode like kind of down was a jerk and like he is causing trouble but so far he's really just been like getting money from people like his whole deal has just been like I'm gonna mess you up uh, until you pay me to stop messing you up. And, like, you don't know that that's what's happening exactly. Uh, like, you don't know that you're paying me protection money because I'm pretending to be an exorcist and a monster at the same time. But, like, right. that is what is happening. He's just, like, getting protection money from people. But in this moment, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Now I'm going to murder your child. And I'm like, oh, good. Now I get to be very excited when they kill this dude. Yeah, like, let's, yeah, no, that got, things got real weird and dark real real quickly. So we flash over, and we see Hiroshi, who is delivering papers, and that guy got that job in, like, maybe five minutes. Yeah, like, he had some, like, he left the house, got the job, got the papers, started working, and was, like, halfway through delivering all the papers in the last five minutes. Like, dude has his hustle right so, as he's about to cross the street, I think it, uh, Sasuke again sees him. He's like, oh no, Hiroshi. And there's like a truck that like, and it's like about to hit, you know, the scene. Yeah. Like, you know exactly what's happening when I made the honking noise. Like, you know what the scene is. And Sasuke like dive tackles him out of the way. And we see Kanagama in the background. He's like, oh, dang. Like, almost got him. Almost murdered that child. Rats. So then he just attacks, and then we start. Then we start a fight, right? Like Sasuke and, is very clear about the fact that he is not willing to forgive Kanadama, and that justice will prevail. So good. These are two points so, that he is very clear on. So, <laughs> so they start fighting, and Kanadama is actually doing pretty well at to start. Like, he's holding his own. He uses his crazy magnet hand to, this is great. He uses his crazy magnet hand to, like, grab their cocky lasers out of their holsters. And then he blasts them with their own lasers. It's great. Uh, <laughs> hit you with your own pimp. Um, Remember that? And then it turns out. 10 years ago? Oh, man. Dude, I, I actually periodically do go watch back and watch that. And it's still hilarious. So... But it was a close substitution. Rangers are fine. He just blasted their empty clothes. Yeah, Kanadama's still very confused as to like what the deal with the Rangers is. And I feel like Dr. Yukumi falling down on the job like should have known anyways. Right, he should have been spreading that valuable info. So, again, <laughs> a classic. Uh, Sasuke's behind him. Sasuke taps him on the shoulder and Kanadama turns around like, huh? And then Sasuke just jacks him in the face. It's wonderful. And then, right. He's got and that then, knuckle again. Although what's weird is that at no point... Okay, earlier in the episode, Akanadama gets punched in the back of the head. He has a big, like, glowing red sore spot. 
at no point in the episode do they use that like glowing red sore spot is the thing that they have to hit to defeat him which is crazy yeah. like that's obviously what you're supposed to do right but they just yeah don't like you made all. a weak spot and then you just hit the weak spot like that's kind of like haven't you played video games yeah like the bit that is glowing is the part that you hit that's how you fight bosses especially in video games in the 90s so <laughs> anyway so they so he yeah, punches so him in the head in the front of the head uh, so, Kaidama falls over. He's like, listen, I'm done. I'm just going to grow giant, and then I'm going to crush you, and that's how this is going to happen. Oh, no, no, wait. He does do, Sasuke does do, this is a neat moment. He does full moon cut, like secret technique, full moon cut, and he waves his, he does his sword in a circle, and then it turns into like a glowy circle, and then you see like the moon superimposed behind it, and then Kaidama explodes. And then he says like, screw you guys, giantism. Oh, yeah. this I, I don't know how I forgot that because that was the moment when I realized that this was supposed to have been a Sasuke like focus episode. Yeah, which it really was was not. Um, so the Rangers summon their Beast General fighters and I did not kind of realize this. I mean, like it was that the Beast General fighters are independent. Like they do not merge with the Beast General fighters. They're just on the ground and the Beast General fighters are going nuts. Yeah, it's like they got five Tetra Boys running around. Yeah. Well, yeah, well said. So they turn, they do an attack called Fighter Crush, which is literally like Red Saruder stands on two of their shoulders and he jumps off of that. And then he lands on like the hands of the other two who sort of launch him forward again. And then he turns into a fireball and like launches himself into Kanadama and then reforms like doing like a ninja crouch on the far side. It's pretty excellent. It's extremely good. It is as so, though like the classic X-Men fastball special involved five giant robots and a fireball. It's a good move. <laughs> so Kanadama dies, and as he's like going up to join the yokai cloud of energy, he says, Dr. Yugumi, you said this would work. So I, I'm like, again, we got Dr. Yugumi double reference. I'm really hoping that he is now like a dude you know what i mean like i want him i just again i need something i need right <laughs> i just need give some me an anchor. Point. give me something to hold on to right so when kanadama dies we get like a cut scene of all of these coins disappearing dad wakes up and everything is everything's cool again hooray yeah, that's pretty much it. We get a brief scene with the narrator saying like, oh, everything's cool again. The dad never found out what was wrong. And oh, yeah, he's just like, hmm, had a good nap. Things are cool. Which is weird because you would think that at some point, like the Baker mom would have told her, but or told him rather. But uh, the narrator seems very clear on the fact that like the dad just never knew what happened. So never, that's, a, that's that a weird asleep. thing. He's cool. So, where does Kanadama fit on the Creature Royale? Okay. Let me get my list open here. I feel like this might be a tough one, because we sort of disagree about his look. Because I know you are super into it, and I do not think it's that neat. Oh, you don't like his look? I really liked it. Uh, like, it's fine. I'm not opposed to it, but I'm not just like, oh, dang, that guy looks amazing. So, his plan is pretty successful until he actually tries to start fighting, and then he dies 
immediately. Oh yeah, he's not great at fighting people, but his actual like plan for shaking families down, like if the I mean, okay, obviously, if the Kaki Rangers had never shown up to stop any of these plans, they all would have succeeded. So that's a bad like rubric to use, but like his plan works perfectly until they get in the way. Okay, so is this guy I, I still feel like I don't like him as much as I liked Kona Kijiji, or I definitely don't like him as much as I liked uh, Shironiri, that's his name. I'm thinking I like him better than Kappa and Kappa Rokubi, or Kappa and Rokurokubi, rather. Oh, yeah. No, he's definitely above that. I I don't know if I like him as much as I like Copy Empress. You know, I mean, Copy Empress gets a big buy because that episode was so good. I know we talk about it every so, time. So, so good. Oh, I know. Uh, cooler than... Who's Bakaneko again? I don't even remember Bakaneko. Was Bakaneko the cat lady? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Cat lady. Sorry. Because all of the Conquer Ranger monsters just have like purely Japanese names, I I always put in like a little description next to the creature royale and I forgot to do it for her. Yeah, no, it's I, I realized a few weeks in that remembering the names of the yokai is at least for me very difficult. Yeah, so actually Bakaneko is pretty cool. So I, I don't think I like her as much as I like Bakaneko, like now that I remember the episode. So um, I think I like... Actually, um, I think I like him no, slightly can, okay. more than Bakanaku, but probably not as much as Copy Empress. Okay, well, that makes that real easy. Kanagama coming in at spot number 22. All right. You know, we still have to do those. Uh, we still have oh, to do yeah, another creature off for the Jetman monsters. We'll get there. Maybe we'll, we'll, get maybe there, we'll guys. try to do some specials because um, I'm taking some time off around the holidays. I know, Dave, you have like a Christmas break. Maybe we can yeah. try to find some time in there. Yeah, let's try to make that happen. But we will we'll talk about you know, guys don't care yeah. about our planning. So it's not super important to you. <laughs> I assume. Uh, I don't know what your life is like. Matt, I think that's it. Yes, that, I think that's it for us, dude. That, my friend and brother. And all our friends and listeners out there in the world, out on this great big beautiful earth. That is going to do it for another episode of A View to a Cocker Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all you can email the show at supersentarbrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things we're talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentibros. If you like the show, please remember, shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, and subscribe. That is what's going to help new people find the show. Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. You can find Retrograde Orbit Radio online at retrogradeorbitradio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave, and we'll see you next week.